Every day, Every day. millions of mums leave their families to battle the daily stress of a 9-to-5 job. But here at Mumpreneurs Online, we do things a little differently. What if you could have the freedom to work when and where you want with your own online business? This is the Mumpreneurs Online Podcast. And to tell you more, here's your host, Fiona Lewis. Hi, it's Fiona Lewis here from Mumpreneurs Online and welcome to the next edition of our podcast. Now today we have one of my friends and business associates, Ken Bergen. And Ken has been actively involved in the hospitality industry for more than 25 years. He was first uh, the owner of Cafe Troppo in Sydney and then he worked with restaurants, hotels and cafes in an advisory role. He now has a membership website called ProfitableHospitality.com and it's used by business owners and managers all around the world. And one of the things that uh, Ken and I often talk about is how he uses social media as an important part of his marketing toolkit, which is exactly why I've invited him along today to talk to us about how he is using social media and in particular how he is using Twitter as a very important part of what he does with his business. So first of all, welcome to the call, Ken. Thanks, Fiona. Great to be here. I really appreciate you giving up your time and, and you know, we talk a lot about uh, marketing and especially using the, the internet to market businesses and I know that for a fact that you are a big fan of Twitter uh, and I was just wondering, can you maybe share with us to start with what it is about Twitter that you really love? Okay, well, I guess, can I just say to start with, I see Twitter being used in two different ways. One is sharing information. And the other way is kind of chit-chat. And both of them actually can be really effective marketing tools. But um, I heard someone recently say that Twitter, uh, um, we can divide people up into uh, introverts and extroverts, and that makes sense to me. And I definitely feel like I'm an introvert in that I'm the one who would uh, kind of rather watch the TV than go to the noisy party. Um, and probably a lot of people would relate to that. And it seems that a lot of people who are introverts look at Twitter and are a little bit alarmed, sometimes even horrified by this sheer volume of information messages and shorthand and back and forward and all that sort of thing. And that's absolutely not the part of Twitter that really appeals to me either, I have to say. Although, having said that, I know some people, and I might mention them later, who use Twitter in the conversational back and forward and they do fantastic business out of it, you know, not just for socialising. But for me, using Twitter, I find a fantastic uh, source of information. So. The, you know, the, the chit-chat side is one, the other side is the information uh, side with Twitter. following key people in the um, hospitality industry or um, the marketing and certain um, colleagues or um, people who are, you know, business writers, I get the absolutely latest information. Um, you know, I follow people whose opinions I trust and by just skimming through my Twitter feed, I can just grab the very latest information and you know sometimes I'll see people do things, write things on blogs or you see it in the paper or something and say, I saw that on Twitter three days ago. It's like, where have you been? So for me, you know, being, um, I need to be an authority in my field as I guess um, um, Fiona, all your listeners, you know, we're all in business together and we need whatever area of business we are, we need to be seen as authorities. And that means we've got to be absolutely up with the latest information. We've got to know it ahead of our 
our customers. So Twitter's a great tool for that for me. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because uh, market leadership and, and being an authority in your niche is an area that I'm particularly interested in. And uh, you mentioned just before that Twitter is a, a platform where often news is first spoken about and discussed and released. Why is it, do you think, that Twitter is used in that manner? Um, well, I think it's interesting. The people, well, let's just say, look at the news. Um, most journalists, and, and I'm, I'm kind of sort of uh, appalled by the news and uh, kind of fascinated by the news at the same time. And uh, I, I don't watch TV news or listen to it on the radio, but I do like to know what's happening. And most journalists will use Twitter because their job is to be absolutely up to date. So it, I guess Twitter seems to be a very easy way for people who are influential or people who are writers or you know, have opinions who want to just want to get it out and share. So I guess they're kind of the extrovert types in a way. Mm -hmm. So the introvert like me wants to suck up the information and the extroverts who are pushing the information out, Twitter's perfect for them because you know, they've got their mobile phone in their hand, they can push a tweet out or dive onto their laptop or it's just... I guess that uh, availability of it makes it, it very easy for them. Okay. So, I mean, one of the ways that you're using Twitter in order to maintain space of authority is to consume information, to be able to uh, make sure that you know the latest. How do you use Twitter then to uh, show your authority in your space as far as publishing material on Twitter? Okay, great. Yes, because I want to know the latest, but I also want to be seen as an authority, the person who finds the latest and shares the latest. So I guess that's related to I follow a huge number of blogs um, and I follow them um, with different methods that I know you, you use through um, RSS reads and through um, newsreader programs and things like that. I've got a lot of websites that I follow and I actually... When I see something that I think, okay, people are following me, this is kind of good information. For instance, today uh, I found a fantastic um, government, Australian government website, which was had all this information uh, for about um, numeracy skills and working out the cost of uh, credit. And I know the people who are my members and you know, business owners often have a lot of concerns that their staff are completely tangled up with debt and credit cards and all sorts of things. And I saw this as a fantastic, uh, simple um, site to train your staff or show your staff some of the facts of life about the cost of credit. So I thought, okay, perfect. I'm going to share that with people who follow me. So I use a tool called Hootsuite, which um, I can talk a little bit more about that bit later maybe, but Hootsuite enables you to put a little button, like it's called a bookmarklet, into your browser. So whenever you come across a website that you want to share on Twitter, all I do is just click on the button, another little window pops up, it grabs the name of the page, it shortens the link into a tweet, it's connected with my account, and uh, occasionally I might edit just a little bit of the description, and I can push it out straight away. Or maybe, um, because most of my people who follow me are in Australia, um, I might decide, okay, it's uh, 9 o'clock at night, I think I want to push this out tomorrow morning. So with Hootsuite, you can set up your uh, posts to go in advance. So if I did it now, I might set it up for 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. So it's having the simple tools like that. When you see information and you want to share it with your followers, 
it's super simple. You don't have to, um, you know, do lots of composition and shorten the link and all those sorts of things. Mm. So with when you're tweeting other people's content, are you making your own commentary on it in order to establish your authority? Um, yes, yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes I do. Uh, for instance, uh, and I'll do a little bit of humour, um, but mostly or a little bit of kind of tongue-in-cheek. For instance, uh, I know, Fiona, you were a teacher once upon a time. I found this just half an hour ago. I found this fantastic video about uh, things you should never say to a teacher. And it was just a YouTube video. So I thought, okay, I'll tweet this because everyone knows teachers or, you know, friends with teachers. And so I just put that up and I made my comment around it. It had the name of the video, but I put um, share this with teachers, you know, if you dare or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can make your comment around it. But you've only got 140 characters. So... Mm. And, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing because uh, it's really good exercise to be brief and to the point. Yep. And uh, how do you find uh, being controversial works on Twitter? Saying something uh, other than being just funny, mm, being a little bit controversial, maybe yeah, saying something left uh, of centre. Okay, so the thing, controversy for me would be things like I don't criticise people um, but I will say something might be disappointing uh, or I might say something, avoid politics, mm -hmm. you know, that's just good business practice, I think. Yep. I try and if I use something, it's a little bit of humour, that's just kind of something pretty mainstream humour, it's not kind of weird humour, but controversial, mm, I, I guess I'm trying to spike... Um, you know, misdirected beliefs that people have about a business, or about how business works. You know, mm. people often, or like in hospitality, you know, all this reverence for celebrity chefs and high-profile businesses, which most of them seem to go broke, you know. So I'll often kind of point out things like that as, you know, do we really believe this or is this really behaviour we should admire? So mm. I don't know if that's been controversial, but um, I try and be a bit gentle with the yeah. whole thing, but I don't want to be bland. That, that's mm. the difference, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's a good uh, distinction. Bland is boring. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I like the idea that you just mentioned. You know, to actually ask questions. You know, you know where you're trying to engage your followers as well. Mm. Mm. Do you find and, that when and, you? Uh, so, sorry, I was going to say. Do you find that when you do that, that you get people answering back? You know, if you have a little bit, right. a little bit, not too, not a lot. Um, again, because I'm not the kind of chit chat back and forth type of type of tweeter. So I've got uh, about just over 2,000 people who follow me, and I follow about uh, 900 myself. And of the people I follow, I would say maybe um, two or three hundred of them are actually active. The rest of something's happened. They stopped or they. <laughs> Mm. left the country or something. Um, occasionally I'll get um, a comment back from someone or occasionally someone might make my tweet into a favourite. You can do that by clicking the little star. Yep. Or they might retweet it, which is, you know, a nice compliment. They want to pass it on to their followers. But I don't get a whole lot of interaction back. But what I do get is a lot of people who click the links that I put out and that's one of the good things you can use Hootsuite for because the, the link that it generates is then trackable. You go into your Hootsuite dashboard and it shows 
um, over the last week or two weeks or month um, how many people clicked on your links and so you can see okay that's interesting lots of people clicked on that type of link but no one clicked on this one you know it gives you a bit of an idea of popularity and that sort of thing it doesn't show who but it does show numbers Fast track the success of your online business. Download the Yona's three e-course. The three big M's. The three biggest mistakes that most women make with their online business and how you can avoid them. Go to mumpreneursonline.com now. You're listening to Fiona Lewis from Mumpreneurs Online and here we are with Ken Bergen. We've been chatting about Twitter and uh, how Ken uses Twitter as an integral part of his marketing strategy. Now, Ken, we've just been talking about uh, being controversial, asking questions, all those sorts of things. We've discussed um, uh, tweeting other people's content. Do you actually tweet your own content as part of your strategy as well? Very regularly, yep, absolutely. So I do my newsletter every Tuesday, and the newsletter is actually um, like an art, a, a page on my website. I do a new page each time, and then the, the newsletter links back to that. So I'll tweet that, and I'll tweet that three or four times. I'll tweet it when Twitter when it goes out in the morning. I'll tweet it at night, about eleven o'clock at night, because that picks up all the overseas readers, because they're all that's morning for them. Mm-hmm. I'll tweet it again the next day and maybe about two or three days later, because it'll pick up different people at different times. So um, it's not going to look like you've got nothing else to say. So my newsletter, absolutely. My blog posts, uh, I write a blog post, um, and my blog posts are a bit more kind of opinionated, whereas the newsletter and my articles are a bit more kind of how to do it stuff. But like I wrote a blog post um, this morning just on uh, about you know opening a... Um, front window design for a cafe and just something I'd seen. I took a photo and I wrote an article about it, a short article. So that blog post goes out automatically on Twitter. I use Twitter feed, twitterfeed.com, free service, set it up. So it grabs the subject line, um, pushes it out, shortens the link to it. So automation like that means, I know some people feel, oh my God, Twitter, you know, don't you know how busy I am? Yeah, well, I do. Um, a little bit of automation like that actually means it looks like you know your Twitter's bubbling along and you're not actually having to stop and think about Twitter. So that's curious. To that. Two two things. Sorry, sorry to interject there, but the two things came to mind. First of all, I just wanted to ask: when you you say your newsletter, you might tweet that several times. Do you have mm-hmm. a different a sort of subject line or a different a sort of message to go with that link each time, so it's not seen as no. exactly the same? No. No, I do. I just do it the same. Exactly the yeah. same. Okay. Because when you think of the person who's following me on Twitter, they have got depends on how many people they follow. But let's say they're following three or four people, they have got. They might see um, a couple of hundred tweets pass through. You know, a river of tweets pass by them every day. So it's most unlikely they say, "Oh, Ken Bergen, my God, he's repeating himself." You know. No. Okay. Yep. It, yep. It, it's yeah. Okay. And the other thing, the second thing that sprung to mind when you were talking, you were talk, saying, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, I don't have time for Twitter," and you were talking about, you know, leverage tools that you use. Um, you know, I know that you are an avid Twitter user, but how many hours or minutes, you know, do you think you'd need to spend on in a day in order to be effective with a Twitter Twitter marketing strategy? Well, if you want to, if you want to be an authority, I think you should be tweeting at least once or twice a day. But 
um, that can be from your own material and go back through your archive. Like I'm, uh, I've got you know a few hundred articles that I've written over the last few years and um, probably more than a hundred blog posts. So um, my assistant, my VA, with Hootsuite, um, you can set it up. She puts it into a spreadsheet and you upload it. And we've got always about two weeks of tweets um, set up to go out automatically. You set the time. Um, you've set up the subject line and everything, and they're all um, links to you know articles, to blog posts, and everything. So, um, you know, this way I could do generally three automated tweets a day, and um, we just do that. You know, about once every ten days, we load up the next lot. Okay. So, um, so, so you mentioned yeah. uh, tweeting articles and and blog posts and other people's written content, but I guess there's mm -hmm. plenty of other types of media that you could be tweeting. Uh, yep. Um, if I find a good um, YouTube video, I'll tweet that. Again, having that little Hootsuite button is just so fantastically easy because, say, I see a YouTube video like this one I saw about um, teachers I mentioned before. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. a funny one about what not to say to a teacher. I say, ah, oh, great, want to share it? Click, and out mm -hmm. it goes. So a YouTube video. So just occasionally I'll make a comment. I'll just actually write a comment about something, something that I think is fine. And you know, sometimes I do it, I like I observe things, like I'll be sitting in a cafe or something like the other day, uh, I was sitting in a cafe and a, someone was there with their dog and the waitress reached down and patted the dog and gave it a lovely big rub and then went over and brought my food to my table and didn't wash <laughs> the hands in between times. Oh, and I was no. about to meet a woman who is a food safety of, uh, authority <laughs> and I just thought this was too funny. And also the owner of the business was standing there lost in space, you know, watching and saying nothing. So I just commented on that. And I, I, you know, I compressed all that down to 140 characters. <laughs> But, you know, what was I criticising? Well, actually I was, but it's just like, you know, you see little little slice of life and uh, you just kind of share it with people. Yeah. So there was no link. It was just um, my observation about uh, the silly things people do in business. Mm. And even you see people sharing their, their Instagram photos that have come from their iPhones. You know, sometimes it can be, yes. like you say, even little observational photos that people yeah. take. Well, um, Insta Instagram is, you know, enormously popular. P um, Pinterest enormously popular. And both of those, you put something up, you say you've pinned a photo, you got those, as when it says, okay, you're down, there's that little button comes up. Do you want to tweet it? And a lot of people go, yes. I actually don't tweet pin, um, Pinterest, but I do, I use Instagram. No, I like Instagram. So I usually, actually, no, I don't tweet Instagram. I push Instagram photos onto Facebook, onto my personal Facebook. So I guess with photos, maybe you just mention about tweeting photos. Um, there's a lot of services you can use like Instagram and um, TwitPic and all sorts of different ones for tweeting photos. I think photos are a little bit more important than just to be pushed through that and, and lost. So I like to use, I use Posterous which is a free blogging platform. If I see a photo that I like, you know, I snap something with my phone which is the camera in my pocket always. You know, like I like signs, interesting signs, or funny signs, you know, related to hospitality. I'll push it, um, I'll email it to Postress. Postress picks it up from my email with the subject line of the email 
becomes a, the heading of the blog post, and that's connected to Twitter and Facebook. So it tweets it, it Facebooks it, but it also, like a blog, it actually keeps a record of it long term because on Twitter, mm. once it slips an hour later, it's gone forever. Yep. Um, same as Facebook, you know, we can put things on Facebook, but it slips off the bottom of the page and boom, it's gone. I, I like some things I think uh, it's worth saving in a blog, but you can tweet them as well. Yeah, and, and here we are, go again. This is all automated. Once you've got it set up, all you need to do is email it off to mm. your Postgres account and it automatically yes. is pushed out to these other services. Yeah. So that's and fantastic. And I think, I think there's, there's a got to be a bit of mindset about sharing information and I guess um, mumpreneurs, you know, are people who by definition almost are out there, you know, selling or sharing or kind of wanting to um, reach out to people. But I know some people, they just don't understand what, why do you do this? Why do you share all this information? You know, aren't you giving away your secrets? Well, um, if you want to be seen as an authority, you have to actually be public in some ways. And uh, I guess I like Twitter because I can be an introvert and I can be a bit public as well. Very good combination, isn't it? If you'd like to become a mompreneur and spend more time at home with your family thanks to a successful online business, then we can help. Join the Mentoring Moms Membership Program, Mentoring Moms membership program. and access a full range of step-by-step -step videos and supporting training materials. The Mentoring Moms Membership Program is an online business blueprint just for moms. To find out more, go to mentoringmomsonline.com. Back again, and Fiona Lewis here, and we're talking to Ken Bergen, and Ken is sharing his wisdom all about Twitter. Now, Ken, you were just talking before the break about interacting with others, um, and you know, one of the things that is very much in, misunderstood, I think, by a lot of uh, novices in Twitter is how to effectively use the hashtag and the at symbol. So, I'm just wondering whether you might be able to spend some time expanding on how to use them properly. Sure, and uh, I think people must assume there's kind of the central Twitter headquarters that decides on what a hashtag is and isn't. Well, guess what? Anyone can make up a hashtag. It's just whether anyone follows the hashtag is up to those other people. So, for instance, if you want to follow Australian politics, a lot of journalists have a convention that they do hash A-U-S-P-O-L, Auspol. So if you're writing, and this happens around election times, um, they'll sometimes put a hashtag in as part of their post. So what that means is if you want to just follow everyone who's on Twitter writing about Australian politics, if I did that, but if you wanted to do that, you could follow a hashtag and you could set up a search for that and you could save it. So you could follow that enthusiasm. Or another example, you know, some TV shows like when there's a hash MasterChef AU, the Australian version of MasterChef, you can follow. And when those episodes are on of those TV programs, it can be really hilarious because everyone is ripping into it. You know, you might have people on Twitter making comments about fun or silly or serious things are happening on there. TV screen, but it's just a convention that you'll see that some people, what the, the hashtag is, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, um, yeah, you can make up your own hashtag if you want to. The trouble is if no one else is going to use it, um, it's meaningless. 
So if you're doing a tweet and you do use a hashtag with a with a particular like let's say Ozpol, does that help to spread mm-hmm. that tweet amongst all people? Then that's that's yes, making it a little that, bit more viral. Yes, that brings up a, brings up a good point because one of the things you want to establish on Twitter is people who follow you, mm. and this is where like lots of things in life, be interesting, be useful are the two kind of key things to me about what you should be posting on Twitter, posting on your business Facebook page. You know, people want to check in and find something useful, interesting, maybe a little bit amusing. So if you um, have have got posts, say you're right, you know, writing about or tweeting about Australian politics using that Ozpol, People who are following Ozpol say, oh, hang on, who's this person? They've got an interesting angle on it. Or, well, they're discovering some interesting articles that I haven't seen. And they say, I better follow them. So they're going to follow not just the hashtag, but follow you as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, I guess, something we haven't talked about is how to get people to follow you on Twitter. Mm. Do you want, can do you want to expand tw- on that now, maybe? Sure. Anyone can set up an account. It's just that uh, is anyone interested in what you've got to say? So one way to do it is start following a lot of other people and some of them will follow you back if you're interesting and useful. Um, now how do we find those people? Twitter's the search bar in the top of your Twitter account. You could search for, say you're looking for, you're a yoga teacher and you want to find um, yoga teachers who are on Twitter search in um, yoga teachers in the search and if people have put that information about themselves in their Twitter profile they'll be found in that search so that's an important thing to set up your your Twitter profile using the kind of keywords that um, you know good mumpreneurs use you know they're aware of you know what does Google search for what do people search for so if you're a yoga teacher don't just say you know you love being bendy and uh, greeting the sunrise and all those sort of things, use the word yoga teacher Sydney, Australia or wherever you are and people will find you that way. Mm. So so follow other people is one way. Um, search for other people and follow them and uh, gradually you'll find people start following you. You'll also find people following you who you think, what on earth is a multi-level marketer? from um, you know Germany why are they following yeah, me well, who knows right. doesn't doesn't mean you have to follow them back though just ignore no. those people yeah. <laughs> one strategy I'm, I mean I'm not sure if you use this as well Kim but I'm sure you would um, I find the the market leaders within within my niche connect with them and then I make sure that I'm retweeting and commenting on their posts uh, with the strategy in mind that then you know the many thousands of people that are following them are going to say, take notice of what I'm doing and who, who is this yes. person? So that's that's good, a strategy that I find point. does work to bring yes. people across yes. from the other market leaders. Mm-hmm. Yes, excellent. Yep. And Twitter, you know, it has got a good, you'll get an email once a day saying who the new people are, or sometimes it's two or three times a day, who's following you? Mm. And um, you start to see the numbers uh, increasing as well. Yeah, okay. and that's where I also use the at symbol because I then mention these market leaders maybe in a post and maybe ask them a direct question. Uh, so then it's going on their yes. their tweet uh-huh. screen. So uh, how do you use the at symbol? I guess I well look if I know someone if I'm talking about someone I'll just 
use it, you know, use their Twitter name. Like even if I know my blog post is going to be turned into a tweet, which will be automatically, I might even mention it in that. But sometimes, unless if you use it within Twitter and at symbol, everyone knows what it means. If you use it outside, see, in my estimation, only five or six percent of the people use of the you know population use Twitter, if that, and most of it would be not nearly that many who are active on it. So if you use the at symbol against names, sometimes people think, what on earth are they talking about? So mm. you know, it is an insider kind of uh, <laughs> insider thing, but that's a good strategy. You mentioned I, I must have got to consider that a little bit more. You know, it's like. Mm looking at the high flyer um, authorities and asking questions and using their name. Yeah, I mean, I use, I use the same strategy on, on Facebook as well, um, making sure that I'm getting involved mm -hmm. in the conversations. You know, I'm looking for other people in my niche that already have my target market. So not yes. that I'm going yeah. there and, and sort of being rude and, and trying to sell my product or push my you – know, push my service um, you know, on my competitors' sites, but mm. I'll get involved in the conversation and be useful there and maybe ask a question or two or maybe be a little bit little bit controversial because that's yes. when yeah. their other mm -hmm. followers will then click on your name to go and find out who you are. So yeah, I think it needs to great. be done carefully and with respect though because you don't yes. want to be treading on other people's toes. And what you're bringing up is that it, it does actually take a little bit of concentration and time. Although we're saying automate this and automate that and one click mm. and it's done, there's actually a little bit of time every now and again to um, yeah, find out who the market leaders are and make thoughtful comments and things like that. Mm. I think I think with any social media, if we always remember that um, it is a social platform, so then therefore socialise. Um, but it also, you know, if you approach it from the point of view that you're not there to take, but rather than, than to give. Um, mm. they're, they're two yes. little things yeah. that I keep in the front of my mind when I'm using social mm. media. And I know a lot of people forget that. <laughs> yes. Well, I think of that with Facebook too. I look at a lot mm. of business pages and think, hang on, it's Facebook. It's meant to be about people mm. and all they've got is product shots or promotions on their page. It's mm. boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've mm. got to remember that it, we're, we've mm. got, can't take away the human side of what mm. social media is really mm. about. And that's where I think it's important to leaven, you know, have a little bit of variety in your tweets of just like, look, people criticise, oh, they tell you they had a cheese sandwich for lunch. No, well, don't do that. But, you know, if you actually, like, we've had the most gorgeous spring weather in the last, um, you know, week. And the other morning, I was up at six in the morning and the kookaburras were going insane in the house next door. So I said, good morning, the kookaburras are going insane. I mean, that's just me being mm. happy for a beautiful morning, you know. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's fine. And mm. I think it's good to show a little bit of your personality as well, and, and especially in yeah. business pages. Yeah. Um, you know, I find that when I, I I had a post the other day on my mumpreneur's Facebook page, I'd been up all night, you know, nursing a sick, vomiting child whilst I was trying to deal with my international I saw outsource that. Yeah, team. Was, and I, yeah, and I, I put good. this picture yeah. of me with his big frizzy hair because I was just yes. completely... I, I saw that one. Yeah, but it, the mate. thing it is, people, because I showed a little bit of the real side of Fiona, it actually got some interaction going. So I think, you know, nice. I think it's important yeah. to to remember that, that you're a, you mm. are a human being behind this business facade on social media and to show that from time to time. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. And that brings up this issue about privacy too because, you know, people in Facebook, you can lock your privacy down and keep your business page totally separate. But Twitter is, by definition, it's public. Mm. So if you really don't want to share anything about yourself, um, maybe Twitter's not the right platform. Good advice there.
This is Mumpreneur's online must-have resource of the week. All right, well, let's have a look now at our um, recommended resource of the week, Ken. Um, now, you've mentioned already uh, Hootsuite and you've explained some of the wonderful features around that. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about Hootsuite? Well, look, I think you've um, understood that I'm a, a big fan of Hootsuite because of, you know, the automation, the way you can track how many people click on different tweets. It's a good indication of, you know, what's popular and what's not. Um, can I mention another one? The things we covered Hootsuite, then that's Nutshell Mail, nutshellmail.com. So that's a free service. It's actually um, run by Constant Contact to do the email marketing. But Nutshell Mail, you can link to your Facebook page, your Twitter page, LinkedIn, um, Yelp, City Search, a whole lot of things. And every morning you can set the time. I set it at 8 o'clock in the morning and you'll get an email through with all people who followed you on Twitter, any comments, um, you know, anyone who's mentioned your name on Twitter, any what their comments are, LinkedIn updates. It's really good, quick summary because, you know, if we're going to be smart with social media, we have to be monitoring mm. um, what people have said so we can reply quickly. But uh, Nutshell Mail is a great little tool for that. I've not heard of that before. I mean, and when, when mm. you first started describing it, I was wondering if it was something similar to um, Twilert, which is like, you know, the analyst, uh, sorry, the Google Alerts version, of, you know, the tw Twitter version of Google for Alerts. Twitter, yes. Well, so, well, look, there's a few alert systems for, um, there's another one, Social Oomph I used to use too. There's a few for Twitter. It would cross over, but it also does, um, you know, LinkedIn and a few other things. And LinkedIn does its own uh, monitoring things mm. as well. But yep. uh, yeah. Well, that's a, so. That's what was it called again? Nutshell was it? Nutshell Mail. Right. As it sounds, Nutshell Mail M A I L dot com. And um, yeah, free to sign up. And you just link your accounts to it, and then you decide: Do I want an email once a day or twice a day? And how many things do you want it to check? See, that's great because it's actually saving you time rather than having to log into your accounts to go see what's going on. It's actually yes. the updates. I want the going. information to come to me. Yes, yep. yes. And I know that's mm. something you and I are very, very big on, isn't it? So Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's fantastic. That's a great resource. Mumpreneur's Listener Dilemma. Okay, so to wrap up our podcast today, Ken, we do have a listener dilemma. We have uh, June from Adelaide, and June is wondering. She gets that you know Twitter is a really great marketing tool, but she just finds the interface of it really boring and dull. And she's wondering, you know, if you have any suggestions as to what she can do to sort of you know get the Twitter bug, so to speak. Right. So she wants to actually have a little bit of fun with it by the sounds. Um, well, maybe she could copy some, uh, she could start following some uh, more controversial people. Um, maybe she could be a little bit more opinionated and start to stir up a little bit of controversy. And again, I don't mean be, well, maybe she even wants to be political, but you, you can be opinionated and talk about, you know, silly things people do. You don't have to be insulting or uh, defamatory. But um, I guess uh, all of us as uh, business people, we see things that make our blood boil occasionally or we see customers doing uh, stupid things or uh, other uh, competitors doing silly things. Uh, maybe, you know, step up the uh, the volume with that sort of thing, be more opinionated, um, speak a little more loudly about things, um, find some crazy things on YouTube that illustrates things that um, make you really happy or really upset and... Uh, tweet those as well. 
Mm. I, I can really relate to what uh, June is saying, actually, Ken, because it's only really been recently that I've really started to make more of an effort with Twitter because I had found it pretty boring and, and it didn't didn't mm. engage mm-hmm. me. But I know that you and I are both big fans of Flipboard, which is um, an app which you can have on your iPad and uh, you can sync your Twitter account to Flipboard. And the wonderful thing about it then is that rather than seeing these, what is 150 character tweets, as a, as a, yeah. a limit. Well, what, yeah. yeah, what Flipboard does, it actually takes the link that's attached to that tweet and presents a, a short or a small version of it in, in a magazine style. So as you're flicking through on your iPad, you actually feel okay. like you're flicking yep. through a magazine and mm. you're seeing images, you're seeing a little bit more text. And I'm, I'm more likely to actually click on those and then read them because it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's actually getting my senses a lot more than what the Twitter mm. platform itself mm. does. So, June, you know, I think Ken's advice is, is fantastic to have a bit more, have a bit of fun with it and see if you can get some interaction happening with other tweet, tweeters. Or perhaps if you've got an iPad or an iPhone, then you might want to look at Flipboard as a way of making it more engaging from a visual perspective. Anything else you'd like mm. to add to that, Ken? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And Zite is another um, Facebook app, uh, another um, iPad app that you can, uh, you know, follow. And then you, because that way you can follow um, Twitter um, activity, but you can also push it out that way too. And, and Flipboard, I know you say you did see something, you thought, wow, that's a fantastically interesting comment. There'll be a button in the corner, flick out it goes, and you've pushed that out mm. to share with people as well. So that way you actually. Um, reading the things you really like and you're tweeting at the same time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and you mm. know, if, you, if you can be pushing things out as you're consuming the information, you know, it's like you're, you have the aggregation come in and then you syndicate it out. You know, and it's not doesn't feel like work then. No. It's just, you just, you know, just remember to um, push that out in, in a, a tweet, but it's not hard work. Fantastic. All right, Ken, well, that, that pretty much wraps up our discussion about uh, Twitter, but and I know we've, we've only really skimmed the surface of it, so perhaps uh, later on down the line we might invite you back again to come back and talk to us a little bit more about uh, Twitter and, and how we can really utilise this social media platform to market our businesses. Terrific. Well, it's been great to uh, talk about something that uh, I really enjoy, uh, Fiona. I've been using Twitter for about five years, they told me recently, so wow. there you go. It's a while. Wow, you're it? a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Ken. We really appreciate it. I'm, well, I'm sure we'll be My in pleasure. touch. Thank you. Okay. Cheers.